This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. My name is Deborah Fitzgerald, editor for The Pulse. And today I am really, really thrilled to have two amazing people here with us in the studio in Bailey's Harbor. And that is Christiana and Nick Trapani. And they are the owners of Door County Candle Company. Welcome, you two. Thank you. Thank you. So I know that a lot of people have been following your story. And uh, I know that every time your story gets even more media burst, then we get candle orders at the Pulse, which has been very interesting. (laughs) So if people have not been following this story, Door County Candle Company is located in Carlsville. And they're fairly new owners of this business. And last June, actually, June Mm -hmm. of 2021 is when they first purchased it. And then the war broke out in Ukraine on February 24. Christiana, why don't you tell us what happened after that? Yeah, so the war had broken out. I remember waking up and looking at my phone, and I had like texts from six friends and uh, people that were like, I'm so sorry to hear what happened. And I knew in that moment that meant that Russia had actually gone ahead and were invaded Ukraine. And so we were with, you know, talking to my family, my parents and my grandma at that moment. And it was just, it was just like grieving. I could say that's how how we all were. We were just grieving and crying. And my grandma, she, I always like say the story, but she was sitting on the couch and she was shaking and crying and she was reliving war when she was young. And then we immediately went to call my aunt who lives in Ukraine and she was just crying and crying. And we, all we did was just, we were sitting in this room on the phone with her and we were all crying. And after that call, I go to Nick and I'm like, we need to do something. I have to do something. I cannot just sit here and cry. Like we have to do something. And so we had already made a Ukraine candle for a different Ukraine Catholic school fundraiser in, oh. in, in the beginning of the year. We didn't sell very many, but you know, we, we had it we had the formula colors. So I was like, you know, we have like seven at the shop. That's perfect. That's enough. We, we, we can, we can sell these. And I just, you know, Nick does all the financials and I was like, so I want to donate so how can we do that? He's like, well, you know, let's do the profits and and easy peasy. And so I'm like, great. So then the next day um, I went to just shoot a video myself explaining it. And actually I had Nick recorded of me. And he was like, Nan, you know, my, my, that's my nickname, Nana. But he's like, Nan, this is just not like, he's like, it's not you. You're like talking to the camera. Just take your phone and go on back and just speak from your heart. He's like, it's just not, you're just going back and talk to the camera. You don't need me to record it. And so I went in back and I, I just held the phone up. I recorded a video. I just spoke from my heart and posted it. And then that was it. And I, I walked away and then Nick was in the middle of trying to paint the candle shop and it was a slow day. It was cold and it was freezing out and so very cold. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday yeah. in February. And you know, it all of a sudden she, she, just posted a, a minute, you know, a minute and a half. I don't even know how long it is anymore. A short little video online. And and then uh, about an hour later, two hours later. I kept I'm, running out to you. Yeah, but I'm putting up painter's tape, getting ready to go uh, so I can, you know, paint the shop. And 
She's like, uh, I think we need to start making Ukraine candles. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? I pull out my phone. I look at it. I'm like, oh, we need to start now. Wow. So the order started coming in almost immediately. And you had seven Ukraine candles to start yeah, and with. And they weren't even the model that you have. And I should no. say this for all the listeners before we continue. So far, you have donated $700,000 to a Ukrainian nonprofit organization that is helping people get medical supplies and the things that Mm -hmm. they need over in Ukraine. Yep. And that was not an error. That is $700,000 that they have donated from the profits of making this candle. So let's continue they start rolling in immediately rolling immediately and it was funny because we had about 20 people in that in like three hours of posting it come in to buy one in the store and i'm like i go to nick i'm like wow like that is wild and so we sold our seven (laughs) and we kept getting them and then one of our employees, Karen's like, maybe we should have made some before you made that video. And I'm like, well, like, I didn't know if it was, you know, and so. No intention of it. Yeah, you know, uh, right. we, we didn't know. And so we had, I think it was like 280 candles. I mean, 280 orders. the first night or the first day. So the process is a little long. So you got to start it and got to finish it the next day. So hmm. with that, uh, that afternoon I stopped <laughs> the painting process. The tape is still on the wall. If I you, noticed that. If Never you go back to the shop, <laughs> it's still there. Who knows what's going to happen the day we take it off. But right. so we, we started making the first batch and we laid down 280 cause that's what we could make at the time <laughs> on the table. And we got the materials ready. We did it. We did the whole thing and we left for the night. Well, went to dinner. We sat there at dinner that evening and we were talking. We're like, wow, this is, this is great. You know, you're, you almost hit your, uh, you know, you say seven, but you, you had a goal. You wanted to sell about 300 of them. You mm-hmm. thought that would be a great number to hit if we could do that. Mm-hmm. Well, we left the shop. We were at 280. We finished dinner. We were at 500. Wow. Uh, we, I woke up and that's when I went to bed. I'm like, I got to go to bed. We got to we gotta Get up crank early. out another 250 plus candles tomorrow. Come on. We got to, you know, that was, we we're sitting there saying that to ourselves and then uh, went to bed and woke up the next morning. We had sold 880, I want to say. And then from there, it uh, just kind of evolved. I mean, it was, that was a Sunday. So there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, news coverage on it. Uh, I kind of trickled in and then uh, some places in Chicago and then locally and, all of a sudden on Monday, it just exploded. Uh, it just, I mean, it just went wild. Now, Nick, you have a full-time job. So I this do. is this is Christiana's company. Mm-hmm. It is It is her company, 100% woman-owned, owned by her. And there is a support role, however I can be. So uh, with all of this, I've taken on a lot of production operations and trying to keep the financial end of things looking good and working with the accountants to make sure everything is done correctly. And you probably did not plan on playing that big of a role. <laughs> nope. No, I, uh, you know, when she bought this back in June, um, you know, our, our message was very clear. This was going to be hers and I was going to help when I, when she needed it, as I always do. But yeah. she turned around and uh, really, you know, looked at me and it's like, I need your help. I'm like, yep. I uh, called you on the road and I said, you need, you know, if, if possible, I really need you. I need, really need you back. <laughs> yep. So I, uh, so my, my, what is it that you do? For so my, yeah, my normal, my day job, if you will, is uh, running a sales department for a company called Mainstage. And we, uh, we do specialty construction. We do lighting controls for bridges, buildings, theatrical complexes, anything inside the theater realm we kind of take care of. So 
Uh, very different than candles. Sure, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, did you do Northern Sky? You yep, said, yep. yeah. So okay. we did, we don't work in Northern Sky. So, so you're traveling around the country mm-hmm. for your job, mm-hmm. and meanwhile, you're still <laughs> trying to keep up with the influx. Now, I, I know I saw your dad there almost every time, Christiana. Mm-hmm. Now he's chief of the emergency department. Yeah, he's the director of the ER. So Door County Medical yeah, Center. Yeah, Door okay. County Medical Center, and he still works. You know, and all all that. So in the beginning, it was whenever he for. I mean, he was pouring, I think, at first for the first, you know. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, what he was doing whenever I saw yeah, him. Yeah, it was just pouring. Yes. And then he moved to bo- making boxes. But in the beginning, I mean, we we did not have a system for such volume of candles. So it was kind of just like, uh, it was Mike, the previous owner, my dad and, and Nick and, and right. our candle maker, Larry. And uh, it was just kind of like. Well, and we've we've evolved. I so mean, much that, since Because from that first day, we had. Just these very, well, we, we, we knew how to make candles on a really small scale uh, because that's what we do. And uh, we had to come up with ways to speed the process up. And we've continued to do that even into, uh, it's the 15th of July right now, I think. Mm-hmm. And even just two weeks ago, we came up with another way to speed things up yeah. and double the production capacity, you know, all inside our tiny little 3,000 or 3,200 square right. foot facility. And I don't think that people understand, I mean, how small the facility is. Yeah. I know that I've seen the progression when I've stopped in there to, you know, check in every time you guys make a donation. I mean, this was your fifth one that you just made mm-hmm. last week yep. for another $200,000. But every time that I went in, then there was always something Always something new. Like I I, I liken it to like when I first went in there, I was like, oh, this is how they make candles, you know, because I really didn't know. And it looked like the way they made candles in 1350, you know, just like the same way it does. It it looked like it was a very labor intensive process and then uh, a waiting game, you know, and yeah, exactly. Okay. Then the next time I came in, your dad had devised this pouring yeah, we thing. had this whole trolley <laughs> and a, an yes. automated timing thing, and right. So instead of like pouring manually the the fragrance and the wax, there was now like at least a, a there was some system. help. Yep, exactly. Yes, yeah. yes. And now we actually are back to hand pouring. Yeah, are you we, really? We had to yeah. go back. The machine oh. kept malfunctioning. Okay. And so we're back to hand pouring. But we, we found ways to make hand pouring faster. faster. Like using okay. pancake basters. We actually use pancake oh. basters to pour faster. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. So. But the hard thing about the Ukraine candle is it's a two-part candle. Yes. Two-day, two-part, yep. And we've actually shortened it down from a two-day process to a one-and-a-half-day process, mm-hmm. kind of, which has been really beneficial. That's how we were able to double our capacity you know, of our production space, I think earlier I said we have 32 linear feet of table space to make candles on. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, you know, think about that. We're making all these candles on that small space. We only use eight linear feet for our own store production, and the rest of it's for Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And and that's just something that we've committed ourselves to, making sure we can get as many of these done every single day and now you're actually working on back orders correct Correct. so approximately how many candles have you do you think that you have? so it's hard to tell with everything in our systems because our systems were never built for this type of capacity at all 
Uh, they were built to, you know, take a couple online orders a day and it'll all be okay. Yes. Uh, we believe we're somewhere, we, we know we're somewhere north of about 75,000. Oh my gosh. Uh, is where we're at. So wow. it just has gone gangbusters. I mean, we know we In have, five months, yeah. they able to churn out that many candles. Right. That... Yeah. Now, how many candles would you normally make for your business? Now, you had just purchased it, so you didn't even have a full year. Um, didn't even have a full year. I remember, like, last summer we had a week where we used 1,000 pounds of wax in a week. And that was, that was a big deal. That was huge. Okay. That was like, oh, my goodness, we used 1,000 pounds of there's, wax. There's 2,200 pounds on a skid on, that we yeah, get. So, so we're like, oh, my, we used half of a skid yeah, in a week? That's a lot. And that was cool. And now what, Nick, do we, we use We used a, a little over 1,000 pounds a day. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, my gosh. Right. Wow. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we use somewhere it's just north of 1,000 pounds a day. So talk a little bit about some of the mechanization because it it, it is so small in mm -hmm. there. I mean, it a is. table that you would, could have dinner around. I mean, yep. that's basically about the size of it. There is boxing. There's packaging for all of the mm -hmm. candles. So yep. it's just, you know, it's making them, but then also getting that many candles out the door. Yeah. So yeah. how did that evolve? Yeah, so I mean, we we immediately off the bat, we started taking over our retail space. Yeah, it kept shrinking. It kept shrinking. So our retail space today is probably only 40% of what it used to be, uh, which is, you know, we're a business and a tourist destination. That's a big sacrifice to make to make something like this happen. That's that's revenue that, you know, is 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 gone because we have to get this done and we're committed to getting this done. So we've gone ahead and we've we've taken over one side of our shop. We took over both ends and we left the retail in the middle. Mm -hmm. And uh, we took over one side, which is we call e-commerce fulfillment, which is all of our online order fulfillment. So that's where all of our computers and our printers and order processing takes place. And then we have the other, the north end of our shop actually is a nice flow out of our production area where candles come out of cleaning and labeling and then they go into what we call casing because every Ukraine candle gets put inside a specialty built package uh, that was built by the Great Northern Corporation for us that is designed to pat it and protect it without using bubble wrap, styrofoam, peanuts, anything like that. It's a, it's a very economical and, um, you know, safe for the environment type packaging. And that evolved, obviously, too, oh, over yeah. time. That oh, took four weeks, five weeks yeah, to get in place. because previously we were, Oof. oh my gosh, we had a box. We wrapped the candle bubble wrap and paper, mm -hmm. put it in a box, and then kept putting. We actually, all we we'd asked for old pulses, which we, mm -hmm. still yes. use, yeah, we still use. We just we would just shove them with newspaper, and that it. Oh my gosh! But it then took we so long. a lot of labor. You know, we oh, yeah. we have to give a, a a good big shout out to our friends at Door County Coffee because. You yeah. know, they've been a great partner of ours to make this. This project would not be successful without their support. One of the things being that they introduced us to, say, the Great Northern Corporation to get into a, a purpose-built package. And uh, they were also the ones that kind of told us about, hey, you need this type of machine to tape boxes so that mm. it's more efficient and fast. And when we got our samples from Great Northern, the first thing we did, uh, 
7.30 in the morning one morning as we ran over to coffee and Door County Coffee and we said, can we run this through your machine before we get one to make sure it <laughs> yeah. works? And they're like, absolutely. And they store how many pallets of ours? I mean, um, I mean ma- the, the biggest load they ever got for us was like 26 skids. And they store it for us. And they store because it for Because we, don't, we just don't have the room for it. Wow. So, you know, I mean, I think this is a great story also about like community community and and watching it all evolve because i mean people like uh the wilsons and, and and taking care of people like us you know they've been a huge partner of ours and, and the like wilsons are, are the people who own door county coffee yeah yep, yeah tea. thank you yeah yes. so they're you know it's just that's been really nice but that spreads that community has spread to our volunteers, to our volunteers. how many volunteers have you needed in order oh to gosh. keep this going. I always say it, we couldn't do it without our volunteers. We have, I mean, as of a few weeks ago, we had over five, already over 500 volunteers with over, well over 8,000 volunteer hours. Wow. Yeah. Now, and they're not just local people. We had a couple call our paper and they flew out from Seattle yep. just to spend the week volunteering with you. Mm-hmm. Yep, they did. So, I mean, that is, that's pretty incredible. It's incredible. So let's talk a little bit about how much, how this story got out there. I mean, this, you are, have been able to do what you've been able to do once you made that video and then, you know, local media, us, Green Bay, and then I went to Chicago and then from there, tell me how this blew up. Well, it was actually funny. So I went there and then... The Today Show from a Chicago contact connected the Today Show, and then we were on the Today Show on mm-hmm. on the weekend, and then which was like awesome. I was like, wow, we made the Today Show, and then the I think it was a few weeks after that, our phones just do not stop ringing, and so we we did our best to answer. We had volunteers answering them anyway. So someone was trying to call the candle shop and we didn't get the call and so someone from Dark County Coffee comes with a napkin and it yeah, said world note. yeah everyone know like David Muir World News called this not isn't a, a joke not a joke please, <laughs> please call them back immediately and I'm like oh my gosh and so I went into the bathroom and closed the door because there was like nowhere, there was nowhere else to go. nowhere else to go <laughs> and I called and it was I think the producer yeah and they wanted to put us on that night and it was like was it an hour, I think? Yeah, we had like an hour warning. I mean, oh, my gosh. Granted, we probably did that to ourselves. Because we didn't answer the we, phone. Because we didn't answer the phone. I mean, some people are like, they, they leave us messages. They're like, why don't you answer your phone? It's like, we could get like, at that time, we were getting like hundreds wow. and yeah. hundreds of phone calls a day. Wow. And that was before World News Tonight. Yes. yes. And so and so then we were on World News that night. And we um, were at the shop when it aired, weren't we? The second, the second night, time, yeah. and both nights our website crashed. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, it was, it was down. See, that's when we got all. After you were on World <laughs> News tonight, that night I'm getting texts from all kinds of people. <laughs> you know that you are on World News tonight, and then the next day, our our email, our website was inundated with requests for candles. That's even better. I yeah. know, which is <laughs> fantastic. They probably thought that Door County was so small that everybody would yeah, just be able to pass each other. Yeah, everybody knows each other. Yes. So then that's really, that was in March, mm-hmm. and that's really when the the surge in yeah. orders started. Yes. Yeah, so of this whole project, I would say, I mean, this is just a rough guess, really. I would say probably... 
two thirds, yeah, probably almost seventy percent, we'll say, of the orders came in March. Wow, yeah. and yeah. and so that was when the awareness was put out there. You were on PBS. Yep, PBS NewsHour, Wisconsin, yep. and NewsHour. Yeah. Yep. Yes, and so it, it ha- has it slowed like. It has tapered, I think okay. would be the right way to put it. So at the height of it, we were probably, our website was so slow and it still is, and we're working on it. We're, we're solving that problem, <laughs> but um, we, we I heard all- that too. I just want to mention that people said, well, well, I went to the website, but I can't get on. So can you just take yeah, the order? Know, right? <laughs> and, and, and that's what we heard. So we've heard that problem and we're fixing it, but um, we could only receive about 3000 orders in a day because of the speed of the website. Only. Only. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so at the height of it, we received probably about 3000 a day for a couple of days in there. And then it's now, I mean, it's tolerable, right? You know, we're, we're getting, we're getting to a point where it's probably 15, 20 a day and we're able to kind of manage that. But, you know, this has done an interesting thing to a really small business. And I think, you know, you touched on the size of our building. Mm -hmm. Uh, The size of our staff is amazing. You know, we, we only had about eight people and they were all part-timers before Mm. all this happened. Wow. So now we, you know, we told everybody we got to kick it into gear and, you know, everybody's been working, you know, 40, 50, 60 hour weeks and we've hired more people and we've done all this, but you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. You know, everybody thinks, or, you know, people had a misconception that we were this massive manufacturer that decided to take on this project and we knew it was going to be as big as it was. And, you know, it just wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. So so now we're 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 evolving day yes. by day. Right. And and you're building an addition out behind your building. And let's talk about that a little bit because people probably think that that was a result of what has happened now. But you had that we already had that planned. planned last year, yeah. yeah. So back in so Christiana bought the business in June and back in July then of last year we we actually started these conversations. Uh, we finished and we approved our set of plans back in January and it was submitted to the state shortly thereafter because we really, we felt to grow the business, to bring Door County Candle into this will be, it's going to be its 20th year. We wanted to really, um, you know, cement it in the future and, and kind of get it really going towards the next phase. You know, um, Mike Fellhofer, who owned it before Christiana, he is, you know, the candle man, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. been doing candles for 30 plus years. And, you know, Door County Candle is, is really well known. And, you know, now it's Christiana's to take on and take further. And part of that was we knew that it needed more space to be able to grow. You know, it just so happens that we wanted to be able in a position to be able to react to massive growth quickly. Mm-hmm. And part of that was planning an addition before anything like this ever happened. Just so turns out with everything going on in the world, we were a little behind, but you know, we, we knew that it was time to take that on. And it doesn't even seem that big to me. I pass it, you I know, know right. going to, right. I thought, well, that's an addition, but I mean, anything would we, help in the yeah. space that you it's have. It's not that so, big. Well, you right. know, we, we said, you know, like Dark County Coffee's being a great neighbor and storing, you know, tons of stuff for us. We have a storage facility up the street. Um, our car. Our, you know, yeah, yeah, we have our car that <laughs> we, we store stuff we in. We store things in anywhere we can find. Wow. And right now, nice if story. you go past our shop, we have a we actually oh, have a covered yeah. like six foot uh, sidewalk out in front and on the one side of our shop. It is full of pallets. Hmm. Yeah. It, now, so some of the challenges you've already spoken of when you're ramping up production at that accelerated rate, which is you know just crazy. 
labor, the production of the candle, mm-hmm. the packaging of it. But then you're doing this right as we're coming off of a global pandemic when there right. are shortages, labor shortages, and there are supply crunches. Did you meet or bump up against any of that stuff? Like, how did you get all of the supplies that you needed? There were many, I mean, there oh. was a lot, many days where there was sheer panic because our glass supplier, who's just amazing and does everything he can to help us, there was a point where he's like, I I got nothing. I got I got I got nothing. He's and, like, oh, by the way, the production date was pushed thirty days, yeah. so I won't have anything for and six weeks. And he was, you know, kindly saying, "You guys, I mean, in previous years, you never bought this much, so I couldn't forecast that you were going to need this much glass." And which you completely understand, but that was, that was really tough. scary. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. was really. I mean, scary. there's there's we are not immune to the you know supply chain disruptions that everybody is feeling in some regard. Uh, you know. We use fairly readily, you know, almost fairly readily available stuff, but it's still special. And, mm-hmm. you know, it still can get, you know, hit here and there by these supply chain issues. We have spent probably collectively three weeks in this whole thing, just spending an entire day here and there looking looking for other sources. You know, we have our main glass supplier. Well, we had to wipe out three other people, too. So keep, you bought all of their glass? Yeah, everything. Just whatever we wow. could find. We had to find our, <laughs> our jar because that's what we sold. So we had to, you know, really do our due diligence to find three other people that had that exact same jar. And, you know, that was what it was. You know, whatever it cost to ship it, whatever it cost to buy it, it's not like we were getting, you know, any sort of special treatment in there. We we had to buy it at the price they wanted to sell it at and because we were the probably the biggest buyer at the time, you know, drove the price up a little bit. Sure. So, you know, it's been an interesting uh, challenge there. What about wax and fragrance? Yeah, so fragrance, luckily, that was not, I mean, we actually ran out, it's a way in the Mm. beginning, we ran out of of our fragrance because we were going through it so fast. So our fragrance supplier, they were able to like really rush fragrance for us. Um, yeah, now we go through about 400 pounds every yeah. five days. Hmm. Right, and yeah. we, we get but them in big barrels Put that now. into context for me, 400 pounds every uh, five 400 days. 400 pounds is a 55-gallon drum. Oh, so every four every day? five days. Every five days? Mm-hmm. A 55-gallon drum of fragrance. By the way, we used to only <laughs> buy it in 25-pound containers. And it would last for quite a bit. And it would last, yeah. you know, four or five months, depending on what fragrance it is. Wow. And we had, you know, one day we were looking. I went to my usual supplier to go buy blue candle mm-hmm. dye and... Oh, out of stock. Oh, great. And then it's, you know, when, when's it going to be back? Oh, we have no idea. And I'm like, great. And so we had to find, luckily we found one of our other suppliers. They made the same blue for us. But like that has happened oh, consistently and it is so stressful. Yeah. <laughs> when you're out of something and then somebody think, else jumps right. in and decides yes. to make it for you. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. been good. I think the biggest, so like today, I think we've got like a finite amount of lids for our jars so we know oh so they don't come from the same supplier they come from the same place but we bought you know they they all come at different times and they come separately oh and they come separately so we got what good is that i know right i know who knows okay so we know that you know in two weeks he's getting another shipment and we hope it actually happens and you know so we're that one's two weeks out so we're not panicked yet but you know that could be a stressor in a couple weeks right This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? 
Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwani counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org careers. What's better than a Sunday morning jazzy brunch on the water? Join Destination Sturgeon Bay at Sunny's Pizzeria on August 7th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. for the second annual Bloody Mary Social. This small-scale festival features local Door County restaurants and their unique Bloody Marys. Each restaurant vendor will compete for the title of Best Bloody Mary and Best Bloody Mary Garnish. Who will win? Come and vote for your favorites to find out. Tickets are on sale now at DoorCountyTickets.com. Some of Door County's best stargazing happens indoors. Every year at Door Community Auditorium, we present a star-studded lineup of concerts featuring artists like Brandy Carlisle, The Lumineers, Jason Isbell, Mavis Staples, Billy Strings, Beach Boys, and Buddy Guy. You're now listening to Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives returning to our stage in Fish Creek, October 22nd. Visit dcauditorium.org for a full calendar of upcoming events and to get your tickets today. Now, you've probably met a lot of people that you never would have met along yeah, this journey. Absolutely. Yeah. So Many. Yeah. T- would they come to your store in person and tell you stories? Or t- yeah. tell me about some of the stories that stick with you. Oh, we've had we've had so many incredible stories. One that really stands out is a few, but one of them was a Ukrainian exchange student at UWGB. And she came early on to meet me. And she had said that she had lost contact with her parents and siblings shortly, like a day or two prior. And she just wanted to meet someone Ukrainian. Mm. And she was so scared. And unfortunately, she still hasn't had contact with with any of them Mm. since that. So that day specifically, we just like hugged for like, we were hugging and talking. And that just really hit hard when when I met her and we we've had other um Ukrainian families come from near and far Chicago like Michigan Michigan, Milwaukee um, all over and one Hmm. couple just came last week and they're talking to us and said that their family in Ukraine all the men are at war they're all they're all gone and just talking to all these people and just meeting them and them telling me what the candle means to them and us us connecting and just feeling that sense of home and togetherness because we're, we're, we're sharing something and it's just been really incredible to meet to meet people like that who are Ukrainian and people who also are Ukrainian I mean there have just been one man came from he was local he's, he's local and he used this old satellite dish and he made it into a, the Ukrainian trizub, which is the trident. And he just, I mean, this had to have taken him days, if not weeks, to just, it was just a gift, just wanted to give it to us. It's beautiful. It's proudly next to our check, hmm. our, our donation check. And just the people who come and the stories they share never cease to just touch touch all of us. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're unbelievable mm-hmm. stories. And people, like she said, you know, people coming from near and far and, 
there's even people that have come in the shop. There's uh, one gentleman who keeps coming down yep. from the UP, and he just he comes every, like, three weeks, mm. comes, says hi, buys more candles. I mean, all Ukraine candles. And he works at a, nur- as a nursing home, I think, right? And I he brings so, yeah. candles to the residents. Mm. So, yeah. There's yeah, it's really interesting. Shown really, it's just shown all the amazing people, and it also just shows how connected we really all are. Yes, and we haven't really got into this much, but... You are a second generation mm-hmm. American Ukrainian. So yes. both your mom and your dad are 100% Ukrainian. Yep. Both. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they are first generation. Yes. Okay. So they were born in the United States or they yep. came over when they were children? They were born here. Okay. And the grandparents are all from Ukraine. So then your dad got the job at Door County Medical Center and then moved all of you here? So actually, mm-hmm. we, my mom has always had like a lung condition. And so the pollution in Chicago was just too much for her. So mm-hmm. they always came to vacation here. So we all moved when I was in second grade. Mm-hmm. My dad commuted to Rockford for like eight years. I think. Oh my gosh, from yeah. Door County? Yeah. yeah, so he'd work like five he days do. on, five days yeah. off. Um, so that explains why he's able to make candles yeah. for 24-7. <laughs> yes, right? right? <laughs> it's just nothing. Not required. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then he and then after that, he worked in Green Bay for a few years mm-hmm. and then Door County, so kind of made his way. Ah. And, then, and then met us, you know, and then and he came to join the party. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so then you've been, you went to Sevastopol yes, School. Yes, Okay, and then Nick, are, are you from... Up here? No, no. I grew up in a suburb of Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, and then I went to Marquette for school, and I lived <laughs> in Milwaukee for, uh, I don't know, 12, 13 years, mm-hmm. something like that. And it was, uh, you know, we met up here at Northern Sky. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where we met. And uh, and then what, what happened was uh, I did two years up here. That was the first years we met. And then I, I stopped spending summers up here, but... You ended up, or Christiana ended up going to Marquette for grad school. Hmm. So she lived with me in Milwaukee. And then in April of 2020, when everything was shut down from the pandemic, all my travel at work was put on hold. You know, she was working out of the condo. She was I just looked at her. I was like, let's go north. We got to, hmm. we got to get north. And um, didn't really leave. Didn't really leave. <laughs> you know, it was, wow. it was a good okay. way for us to come back up here and, and figure out that we wanted to be here. Oh my gosh. So you started your life together up here just recently. I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. When you purchased your candle company. Yeah. So um, interesting. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was an interesting evolution. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least, that's probably yeah. the biggest understatement, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So your graduate degree, is it in anything to do with candle making or no, business? Not okay. at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's in market. It was in market communication, marketing, digital okay. marketing. Okay. Yeah. No candle making, no, no math, making, no science. No. <laughs> right. Right. So how's, how has this journey been, you know, business wise? What have you guys learned about the business of making candles that you never would have learned before? The business of making, I think just in general, I think we learned don't be afraid to uh, hire someone. Mm. Don't be afraid to uh, outsource something. You know, I think a lot of small businesses try to take everything on themselves because of cash flow and because of everything. And we're not, we, we think we that way for a too. While, but we then try it- to take everything on ourselves and, and it's okay to hire someone. It's okay to find a, a good partner that you can work with, you know. And, and they will help you. I mean, it's even as simple as our accountant, our accounting firm that we work with, 
we started triggering a thing called sales tax and nexus in a bunch of states because we sold a bunch of things in a lot of states. And I just, I called him. I'm like, what do we have to do? Mm, I, right. Cause for a while, Nick's like, well, I could do the accounting. And I'm like, I mean, you can, but do we have the time for you to do the accounting? Oh, and yeah, no. just like kind of growing into that. Well, it's okay. We need, we need to ask for help and we need, we need to have, so, well, we've done that on many levels. We've yeah. done that with, you know, vendors like accountants, and we've also done that with volunteers. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that that speaks volumes for this project. It's been a huge community builder. I mean, we talk about the people that we've met with this project. And, um, you know, you get to learn a little bit about everybody's little facets of their lives. And, and also there's been resources in there. I mean, we've had so many people come up to us and say, if you need help with X, Y, and Z or whatever it may be, you know, if this is something I can help with, let me know. And they're happy to do it. And I'd say also a big thing we learned is like, you know, there might be a way to do something, but it's okay to like, try to like test the waters and maybe not do what has always been done because right. the previous owner, he's amazing. We love him, but he, you know, th there was a way he made two colored candles and we really, I mean, we pushed, we pushed it the with boundaries. every little bit of it. Like, well, do we have to wait eight hours? Let's try two. Let's so try our production, one. <laughs> that's right. Our production was only 750 a day. Well, it was actually less than that when we started. On a table, when we started, we could only fit about, what, like 300? Yeah, about maybe, maybe. 280, you were saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, 280, yeah, right? It was something like that. And yeah. Because we, we we needed space between the jars, so and we had to cool. do it this way right. and that way. And, and there, was a, stick there that was a stick that held yep. the yep. wick. Yep, yep, right? yep. So, and then we had a board that we put on the table, so we got the level just right. Yes. So, what we learned, though, was like, we can push the jars right next to each other. They take a little longer to cool. <laughs> they can touch. But they oh, can touch. We don't have to wait and eight hours we don't to have do to wait the eight second hours. coat we, or the second pour. We can wait an hour and a half. Seriously. Yes. Yeah, cut we, down by that much. Yeah, cut it down a ton. So then that really allowed us to, so then, and, and you know, Mike has a saying, uh, this is just a series of bottlenecks, you know, chasing yeah. bottlenecks. And it's like, you're not wrong. So once we ramp production way up, we're like, okay, where's the next bottleneck? Oh, it's the fact that we have to uh, get jars wicked. Hmm. So now it's, it's, we have like our regular volunteers, you know, people in the community that live up here that, you know, they're like, if you need help, just text me, call me, I'll be there. So we've got a couple, you know, a couple that we call occasionally and we're like, yeah, we need you to come wick. And they're like, you're wicking a lot more than like, you know, it's like, like 15, we need, we need 1500 1, minimum a day. a day. Wow. Which some days like, you know, we just can't get that many wicked physically. It's just, yeah, it's impossible some days, but we do our best, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think the interesting thing is we're, we're kind of closing in on the initial influx mm -hmm. of orders here. We're getting really close to finishing that part off. What is that back order at um, now? About I think we're at about six thousand. Okay, so you're, you you really like knocked it down. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, right? yeah. 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 <laughs> We've taken in about thirty. It's almost thirty nine thousand online orders. Yeah, just for right. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So and those I mean, orders, you know, it's not just people. I don't think realize it's not just one Ukraine candle. No. Like one person ordered fifty in California, which we have to. Yeah, we got to pack know, up, but so, like, some okay. are huge and it's like, whoa. <laughs> um, so then uh, that's one, one part of the story too, that I thought was really heartwarming. And 
I wondered if it would happen in other places, you know, if your company were in another place. But that was when you were telling me about the different companies that were helping you and that were bringing food that, you know, not were just weren't just volunteering, but were just like dropping off pizzas and dropping off coffee and bringing you dinner. I mean, that that really must have shown you what kind of community you lived in as well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, oh, we I remember one day this little girl came and she had this like pizza like triple her size and she's mm-hmm. just smiling and her mom's like she wanted to bring you all pizza today so I took her out of school for the morning and she wanted to get the pizza and and she brought it in and was so excited and I mean people in the community who brought us dinners and lunches yeah. and breakfast and coffee and just tr- just it's I mean we've had countless amazing. businesses I mean Nicolay Bank uh, McReady's I don't want to miss anyone but a lot of people I mean yeah. we've, I, I can't even name it all I mean you know they've all been if there's a business up here that, you know, it's probably in some way, shape or form done something for us. Wow. You know, and it's, it's meant a lot. Cause I mean, especially in the, in the very beginning, I mean, we were so like, what is going on and trying to figure it out. And the simple, like, action of just bringing us a meal. It's like, yeah. Oh my gosh, thank you. And, yeah. and the volunteers. And we, was, we laugh at this. I mean, we haven't really been to the grocery store much and, four and a half months, you know, it's just on the go. We're Seriously, just, we're people just, dropping off groceries or they're no, just food. Just, it's just food. And yeah. we're, cause we're just sitting back and it's like, we're in the shop. I think we're just living off of snacks. I and think we are too, but <laughs> we're, 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 at, we're spending 14, 16 hours a day in the shop, just getting as much done as we can. Wow. So that's what it takes. 14 to 16 yeah. hour days. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. crazy. And, and we get in, we get up at four, we get in around between four thirty and five. We, we try to get in and we're yep. there until five to six, seven. I mean, it's just, and we go home and we work more. We go more home and we work more because that's what you do. You gotta, you know, we're wow. committed to getting this done, you know, and, uh, you know, we're committed to getting all the, the people that ordered, you know, their, their order and the answers. And, you know, uh, you know, you talk about things that you're not afraid to do. You know, we finally, hired somebody who was actually uh somebody who lived up here and mm-hmm. lives lives in Oklahoma now and she's working for us at home and uh you know she answers all of our emails yeah. and oh, simple things excellent. like that cuz sure. cuz at first Broken you know candle claims just stuff that at first know. it was just us mm-hmm. who was going to answer the emails the two of us took us like 5 hours a day who's going to answer the wow. phone calls just yeah. us so we've got you know somebody in doing that with emails now We've got my dad and my two aunts who return all of our phone calls. It's something that just seems, you know, trivial. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll return a phone call. Mm -hmm. Try returning 300 in a day. I mean, it's it's a challenge. So it's just, it's been a learning process, you know, and and we've had been really lucky. We've had a lot of really patient customers. And, you know, I think the big thing is at the end of the day, we've got a lot of people that understand this is a lot more than a candle. Mm. Uh, this is a this is an effort to help a country that needs help. Right. And let's go there because in the beginning there was also the momentum and the newness of mm-hmm. the war. And as you know, it's almost five months later. If you ever even see anything on national news broadcasts about the war, it's very brief. It's at right. the end of the is, yep. newscast. So it really has dropped from the public view and awareness way more than it did, you mm-hmm. know, in the beginning. Yeah. How do you feel about that in terms of what it is that you're doing? I mean, is it difficult to keep up 
any hope? Has that changed? Has the momentum right. changed? Well, I was just talking to my mom about this last night, actually. I was, like, telling her how it makes me so upset that it's not in the news as much anymore. But then I, I also have to realize, like, that's everything. I mean, the, everything cycles in the news. And her and I were talking about that, and, you know, I was like, but the, the country still still needs our help, and it still needs everyone's help. And that's when she just reiterated our goal of, well, then let's hit a million dollars for a donation. Like, then how can we get it, how can we get it back and, you know, get it in people's, you know, feeds and just to understand it's still very much an issue. And even coming here, Nick and I are talking about like, how are we going to just make sure people continue to understand that this war, you know, is still going on. And people come to me and say, oh, but when the war ends, you're going to still do the candles. And I always respond, Mm -hmm. Yes, because there's a country that needs rebuilding and people that need help there. I mean, that that's not going to end. And we, you know, are committed to continuing to help right. that. And I think that's that's a huge point is, is we're not doing this for, you know, any other reason than to help. Mm-hmm. So we have no motivation to stop. No. We're going to, you know, it's like we get these phone calls and these emails. I'm going to be up in August. I'm going to be up in September. I'm going to be up in fall, whenever it may be. They're like, are you still going to be selling the Ukraine candle? Are you still going to be making these? It's like, yes. And I mean, you know, we are committed to, we may not be making as many of them because the orders may not be as as big as they were. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we have a purpose to maintain that in our line right now because, like you, like Christiana said, there's there's gonna be a country to rebuild, mm-hmm. and and I think as far as like hope, one of our volunteers today, Penny, actually, she's like, I am so happy to be here when I am here because mm-hmm. she's like, it is something I can do. It is something I can do to help. She's like, I can't just sit and watch the news because it's too depressing. She's like, being able to actually be here and do something feels so good. And I think that gives everyone hope. It's like, we're all doing something. This is the way we can help. This is the way that we can all make a difference. And just knowing that one, you know, one candle at a time, we, we, we can really help people directly in Ukraine. I think that gives us, that gives us what we need and the passion to keep going and to fuel us. And I think just looking forward, like, you know, again, hoping it does end soon, but knowing that we're going to, we're not going to stop it. We're going to, we're going to keep doing what we can to help. Mm-hmm. And if, if Russia conquers the country, they won't. Spoken like a true Ukrainian. <laughs> That's not, not an awesome option. to hear. Okay. So you're going for a million. That's the next yep, goal. That's that the goal. Totally for the, the donation yep. of a million dollars. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things that you know that the money is going to fund? Yeah. So I know one thing I love about Razum is that they are- Now Razum is the nonprofit organization yes. that they're donating to, and that's based in Ukraine. It's a Ukrainian nonprofit, but they have- an office in New Washington, York. D.C. Yeah, yes. or New York. New, New York, York, yeah. York, yeah. Okay, got it. So some of the things they do, they, at a few weeks ago, we're sending like over 70 pallets across the border yeah, from so Poland send, yep, of medical Poland. supplies. They have drones where they drop supplies needed in areas that have been bombed that people can't get to. Excellent. They um, help evacuate families that have lost everything and get them to safety. Yeah, we have and people in Poland who are helping go across the border to deliver these supplies. And these are volunteers who are risking their mm-hmm. lives and risking everything just I to mean, go they've, to they, help. Yeah, and they've, you know, there's certain people over there they've offered to pay to bring supplies yep. from point A to point B. 
and they won't take the money. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're well-intended mm-hmm. people that just want to help. I mean, so Rosam based in New York, you know, they pack their their medical supplies, their tactical kits there. And uh, even your cousin was yeah. in their warehouse not too long ago packing for a day. And that was oh, her, interesting. That was really her cool, thing. Yeah. So then they palletize all that and they put it on a freight airplane and they send it over to Poland. It gets to Warsaw. And then from there it gets distributed out to, I think it's almost like 30 cities yeah. in Ukraine. Is wow. They get to their distribution points and it's a well-oiled machine now. I mean, I think if you talk to the people from Rosm, they would tell you that they never thought they would be doing it on this scale. Yeah, I think it's a it's a you know ironically a very similar story to ours. Mm. Um, you know, scaling something like theirs up from what it was even a year ago, even six months ago, to what it is today is a completely different animal. And they've learned on the fly how to really offer as much aid and help, like as with possible. the drones. I mean, all this stuff that they've thought about. As, as a means to help they're they're such they're such an amazing organization and really transparent with about how money is being used which I really really admire about about them right and so then you're able to see your you know donations go to work to help people directly and Absolutely. physically yeah yes that's got to be gratifying it is well Christiana and Nick thank you so much for taking time out of your 14 to 16 hour day <laughs> to come and sit with thank us you. here it's really amazing what you've achieved, and you make all of us in Dora County proud. Awesome. So thank you for what you do. Thank you. Um, again, I'm talking with Christiana and Nick Trapani, Gorchinski Trapani for, uh, for Christiana, and you are listening to the Dora County Pulse podcast, and until next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.